Chris Gethard does this comedy access show. Oh yeah, called Chris Gethard presents. Where he yeah, gives different comedians like an hour of TV, and I'm doing that in March. I'm really excited for that. So he basically just you know he has people, and you kind of have an hour to do whatever you want, uh, and they provide you know full crew. And they put it on public access, but then the real thing is they put it on YouTube where, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's like kind of the whole reason you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's really cool. I've been, you know, I've acted in like, I've been in like five of them, um, just different friends doing it. And it's just a really cool experience just to, you know, put on a TV show where there's, you know, probably 15 or 20 people working yeah. to make it happen. Do you know what you're going to do with it? Yeah, I'm doing like a, like a fake Jerry Lewis style telethon. Oh, okay. Um, for a fake charity called Tommy's Kids. Okay. Um, but <laughs> the whole thing is going to kind of fall apart in the middle. Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. If you're in the D.C. area this week, Brian Parisi will be recording his debut album at Big Hunt on Thursday at 8 o'clock and 9.45. Brian was one of the best comics in the city before moving to New York and winning an Emmy for writing on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. You can read more about him in a profile that was in the Washington Post last week. And while you're reading stuff in the Post, you can also check out an article from the week before where I talk about a few of our regular comics and what they have going on in addition to stand-up. Googling Washington Post Brian Parisi and Washington Post Tastemakers will get you to those two articles. Also this week, Drew Michael will be headlining Big Hunt on Friday and Saturday. His self-titled HBO special was critically acclaimed and shot without an audience. So if you're a big comedy fan, the special's worth checking out to expand your mind about what is possible. And Drew is also one of my favorite comics to watch live, so I would recommend that too. Finally, we'll have DC's Best Showcases at 11.30 on Friday and Saturday nights at Big Hunt. You can get tickets and info to all of those shows on the website. Our guest today is Tommy McNamara. Tommy is a New York-based comic where he is a regular at Caroline's on Broadway. He is also a contributor for Onion Sports and hosts the popular podcast Stand By Your Band. In this episode, he talks about what it's like trying to get jobs in comedy, his approach to comedy festivals, and being a part of Chris Gethard Presents. I grew up in the uh, suburbs of Chicago, in the North Shore, and then uh, I started comedy there. I moved back after college and started doing comedy Where'd there. Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Holy Cross in uh, Massachusetts. Fancy. For college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a small Jesuit school. Yeah. What did uh, what'd you study? Um, I was a history major. I didn't okay. take school uh, too seriously. And uh, what? So what did you think you wanted to do when you were in college? I was like pretty sure I was going to be a lawyer. Okay. Um, I'm like I'm like from a lawyer family. Like my parents met in law school. My sister's a lawyer, and I'd taken the LSAT twice. Okay. And then I came home winter break of senior year and kind of like realized, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. What made you realize you didn't want to do it? Uh, I think I was just like thinking about getting the loans and like it was like in the process where I had to start like applying for everything and applying to school and I was just like, oh my God, I'm about to sign up for something I don't want to do. Oh, <laughs> get in, you're about to get in real deep on <laughs> something you're not sure about. Yeah, getting all this debt and yeah. like go to school for three more years when it's just something I like thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. And when I told my parents I didn't want to go, they're like, that's fine. Like we <laughs> didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I like built up in my head. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's yeah. Honest, it's easy to see how how that happens. And what did, so what, when you made that shift, were you like, I just need some time to think about what I'm going to do? I had already kind of decided I wanted to do comedy at okay. that point. Because um, I was, you know, comedy nerd, as I'm sure many people are. And I had been, um, 
I always played music in high school, and I played in bands, mm-hmm. and uh, I did theater and stuff, and I was always performing. And okay. in college, I started playing music at bars, and I would be doing covers, and mm-hmm. the whole time, I was just trying to be funny. You know, yeah. the song choices were supposed to be funny. Everything was just like... Your second guest in a row oh, really? who started out playing music, That's but so in funny. the back of their mind, you know, kind of just realized that they wanted to be funny on stage totally yeah and i would go to music open mics and i would just be doing like two minutes of trying to make people laugh in between songs because i didn't really care about the songs at all i was in a hardcore band in college and i wanted to be a lead singer just because i wanted to talk in between the songs yes yeah i wanted to i thought that was the most fun part was the in between the songs saying stuff but i was a bass player and didn't have a microphone so i didn't ever get to do it (laughs) it is like and it's so much easier to get laughs as the singer (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) as opposed to a comedian Yeah, yeah for sure so how long did you do comedy in chicago uh, like three and a half years. So okay. yeah, I went back and then I just started like right when I got home and, uh, my first open mic, I'll never forget because it was, there's this open mic in Chicago called Coles in Logan Square. It's kind of like the big open mic. Uh-huh. Um, and my first night there, I was like, I'm going to try and do comedy. And it was, uh, Cameron Esposito. It was her going away, like open mic. So okay. no one was doing jokes. Everyone was doing like tearful tributes to oh, her. Oh, that's hilarious. And I went up and did like three <laughs> minutes, bombed my ass that's off. so funny. Like so confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and looking back, it's like, oh yeah, of course. Like yeah. that's what that was. It's a good thing you survived that. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that going to knock a lot of people out? Right. Your first time <laughs> have that terrible experience. Yeah, it was bad. But yeah, just kept, uh kept going doing a bunch of mics and i love the chicago scene i don't know if you've been out there a lot but it's the best i've I've been to chicago but not um for comedy i've never seen any comedy there so i don't i don't really know it's like i know it's like a huge scene yeah yeah it's great it's um some you know million shows and really good crowds and uh laugh factory opened up a club there like during my time there Mm -hmm. which was really nice because it was the first like showcase style club in chicago yeah because there was you know zany's host feature headliner and it was pretty hard to get in there i never like really did like i've done shows there but i never like there are people that just set out like i'm gonna be a zany's comic and right they have zany's on three clubs so you can kind of just do that yeah Um, i'm trying to gradually turn this into like a show showcase style yeah i mean it's really it's great for the comics and i think it's it's great for the crowds too i think it's kind of a win-win yeah it's fun it's a i think it's a nice uh change in in format because like in dc like every show that you pay money for for the most part is host feature headliner and Mm -hmm. you're used to just you know whatever whoever the headliner is that's like most of the show and it's nice for it to just be about comics yeah five or six 15 minute sets yeah and if the crowd doesn't love this one the next one's gonna be a completely different style right yeah so i always liked that um and i got into there's this thing in chicago called lincoln lodge which is a show that's been running for like 15 years um and they have like all these crazy alumni like um kumail was part of it uh kyle Kinane, like tj miller what kind of a show is it um so it's it's just like a pretty standard showcase that they've just been doing every friday it was in the same venue for years uh and now they're on their like fourth venue now but i think it's gonna stick <laughs> yeah but you know it's just kind of a standard if you you can become you become like a cast member there um, okay so the way it works is basically it's like a rotation of you know eight people and one week you're hosting the other week you're just doing a set another week you just have to be there helping out and not perform which uh oh was wow. annoying but it was worth it because the shows were always really good oh that's interesting i didn't realize i've heard people talk about lincoln lodge but i didn't know that that's how it worked yeah they have this uh cast system and then they moved it was just every friday now they do 
Friday and Saturday, and they kind of try and bring in headliners and stuff. It's really cool. They actually bought their own venue. Um, oh, so really? So it's the new place that just opened. Um, so, so they bought a venue that are only open Friday, Saturday. No, now they're gonna they're gonna have shows there every night. They're just not gonna the Friday, Saturday shows are gonna be like the Lincoln Lodge shows. Uh, I see. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah. Outside produce showcases right. and um, they're gonna do classes there and they have a podcast. Is studio. it big space? Uh, I actually don't know. I know that there's two rooms, so I'll be interested oh, wow. to see what they do with them. I'm going back in June. Um, wow, that's cool. But How do you guys, get to uh, become a cast member? Um, you apply. Um, you have to like send a tape, do an interview. Um, so I applied like every year I was in Chicago and the guy who runs it is my buddy Ricky and he always makes fun of my first application because I've been doing comedy, you know, yeah. for six months. I had a tape from an open mic that was like really bad. <laughs> and yeah, of course. And really poorly filmed. Sure. <laughs> and like um, my cover, let you do like a cover letter email and it was like so embarrassing. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious to think about what uh, your cover letter and resume for six months of oh comedy God. is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just so embarrassing your credits are just like lottery open mics yeah did really well at the open mic one time <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah. yeah this guy a guy said he liked it afterwards in the line yeah. of the bathroom <laughs> yeah so several i've had a couple of those actually uh, <laughs> yeah. so that's it's going pretty good yeah um but yeah so that was like my like my last year there i was a part of that and that was like my favorite thing so now every time i go back um i just do shows there pretty much and whatever other showcases i can do but and how long have you been in new york um now i've been in new york four years four years okay so, so you're about like three seven uh, and a half eight years yeah in. yeah it'll be yeah eight in may cool and how how was that transition to new york you know the whole time I was telling myself that it wasn't that hard, but it was very hard. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was yeah. like trying to be very upbeat about it. But that's it. good though. That's yeah. that's probably better to have that attitude. Yeah, I kind of tricked myself into like, dwelling this is fine. on how miserable it is. <laughs> totally. Because that then it just makes it harder. Yeah, because I went from you know like when I left Chicago, I was doing so many shows um, and just like booked all the time, and it was like going really well. And then just to move and just be like, all right, well now I have to go to a million open mics and meet everyone and. Were you able to like, were you headlining any small rooms at that point or were you just like still just doing showcases and stuff? Yeah, I headlining a little bit, um, just kind of random places right. in and near Chicago. Right. Um, like we go to like Kenosha, Wisconsin, you know, right, like right, that, but right. nothing like big. You know? No, no, sure. Because yeah, yeah. at three and a half it is still not very far in. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just, there's a lot of random like Indiana shows right. that you can headline or do. Um, so that kind of stuff. And uh it seemed like, I, I don't think about it anymore, but it, there was a time when it just seemed like there was like a kind of pipeline from Chicago to New York totally. where just all of these comics were coming out of Chicago and then they would go to New York and they were all friends in New York mm -hmm. and then they were all succeeding, it seemed, it, it seemed like. So a lot of people very much resented that yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so i felt like i came in at the point when everyone was kind of sick of when it when they turned on it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which like i get along with people so it wasn't like people were like mean to me or anything but i could definitely tell people like oh chicago comic oh you know? fucking chicago comic because it was so many people you know a lot of them i'm really good friends with it was right. like lisa traeger megan gailey and kenny and clark and will were running the net and i think people right. you know it would have been hannibal's show so we passed it off to them and i think people thought it like, oh, that should be a New York thing, not these guys just moved here from Chicago. Right. You know, people were just kind of annoying. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there was this anti-Chicago bias that was uh, definitely real. <laughs> um, do, you, uh, do you think that's gone away? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, it, it's not something I, I really think about or hear about anymore. Yeah, I think that that 
time is over because a lot of those people don't even live in New York anymore. Yeah, they're in LA. <laughs> yeah, so. everyone's in LA now. Yeah, do you think about going to LA? I wouldn't unless I got a job there. Right. Um, I genuinely really like living in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's way more similar to living in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, like I've spent a lot of time in LA. I'll go for like a week or two, twice a year pretty much. Right. And I feel like I know what it is and don't love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, New York's obviously also a better stand-up place. For sure. Yeah, I know so many people who, you know, go to L.A. and just perform, like, once every three weeks. And, and if you grow up dealing with how miserable it is in Chicago in the winter. Yes. And you you're uh, you can stand that. Well, then New York seems York, easy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like not as bad. Way milder. <laughs> the funny, I was doing a club in Atlanta. I was featuring for Joe Zimmerman, and... Um, I was talking to the club owner after, and she was asking about, you know, Chicago and New York winters, and I was like, oh, yeah, New York's way easier. She goes, no, they're probably about the same. Uh, you know, they're both by the water. I was like, oh, no, they're actually really different. She goes, I think they're probably about the same. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've lived in both places. <laughs> and uh, My sister moved to Chicago after college, and I think it got so cold there for her. I mean, we're from Pittsburgh, so we're yeah. used to somewhat of cold weather, but... I think just the wind and the outdoor train. It's it's a different level. Yeah, she she decided to move. Well, they'll literally have cold days where, like a snow day, where you just, no one will go to work because it's that cold, yeah. which is could, I've, can't even picture happening in New York. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's not the same level. No, totally. Um, so when you got to New York, how long did it take you to like, I guess those guys help you out, like getting, getting on shows and yeah, stuff. Like Lisa would put me on stuff. Um, like she had a weekly show at that time at cake shop that I would get to like host and do, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, but it was still like, it definitely took a while mm-hmm. to get booked on anything. Yeah. Like anything on it. You know, I was doing so many mics and I like, remember the first time I got booked on a show by someone who wasn't from Chicago. It felt like a landmark. I was like, Oh wow. Someone I didn't know before booked me on a show. This right. is crazy. <laughs> How long did it take before you started to like get into clubs a little bit? Um, I started doing Caroline's maybe two years in, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, me and Tom Takar hosted a monthly there for a while, and I started getting spots there. Got to host there a little bit. So that was like the first club that let me do anything, which was great. And Tom's like your good buddy. Yes. Yeah, we do a podcast together. Um, he's in L.A. right now for like four months. Yeah, he was just here uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Oh, he was at the Kennedy Center, right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. He was at the Kennedy Center, and he did a couple showcase spots here. Oh, nice, uh, nice. So I was deathly ill at the time. I couldn't oh, talk yeah, yeah, to yeah. him. I, we, I, t- I got to talk to him a little bit, but uh, I didn't get to hang out too much. But yeah, I love Tom, man. He's a great He's guy. He's the best. It was, yeah, it was very funny because yeah, we lived together for you know first four years in New York. That makes it easier to be around well, somebody like that. It was great um, doing a podcast together <laughs> because it was like we just did it in our apartment. <laughs> How long have a, you been doing it? Um. It's been like three years, maybe now. And your podcast is Stand By Your Stand Band. Stand By Your Band, yeah. And basically, do you guys pick the band? No, we have a, a comedian guest comes on and they pick a band uh, that they like, that they're a little embarrassed about or that right. gets made fun of, yeah. and they just come on and talk about it. I am too self-conscious to par- to participate that in that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, there. I went on uh, Brennan Weatherby's podcast uh, podcast yeah yeah a long time ago maybe like this is probably six years ago and he was like um 
is there anything you don't want to talk about? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to talk about music. That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, I'll talk about anything else, but I have no interest in arguing over whether music is good or bad. Mm -hmm. It's so annoying to me. Which is what me. Brandon loves to do. <laughs> yeah, and he did yeah. it anyway. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, like that's like, I mean, whether we, that's just what he does. You of know, course, he's just going to yeah. do whatever, we whatever just talked you about don't the want him to. for <laughs> three hours. Yeah, he just, I mean, it is what he's interested in. So that's, you know, that's fine. Yeah. I just am like, look, man, I, this is what I think is good. I don't care if you like it. Yeah, I don't yeah. care <laughs> what you like. I'm not going to change my mind about what totally. I like. I'm not going to force myself to like learn a different type of music so that I can for get sure. into it and talk about it. Like it's just the last thing. But anyway, but you know, a, a lot of people do. I mean, it is fun though. It is for a sure. Fun, it's fun really thing. fun. And we don't, uh, you guys are not the same we type don't of, you guys are, you're more jokey. You know, yes, he's yeah, yeah. kind of serious for about sure. It. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. And one thing people have told me is that they, they can tell that I don't like the music as much as Tom does too. Oh, really? Um, he's like, yeah, whenever you guys talk about an embarrassing band, it seems like Tom actually likes it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it is the thing where I definitely don't want to be like attacking anyone because I hate course, that feeling. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm just trying to be funny the whole time. And, yeah. Uh, have you guys, has it built up an audience? Like, do you guys have live shows? Yeah, we, um, so we get like 5,000 listeners per episode on average. Wow, um, that's really good. Which feels great. Um, do you have uh, sponsors? We don't. We've had like. You could, I think. Yeah. Um, we've had like a couple episode runs with different like sponsors, but nothing that's like fully stuck. Um, but we do live shows and they're really fun where we have eight different comedians, each have a band and we do like a tournament style until we get to one. Those are a blast. That's cool. Yeah. I could see that being a popular podcast outside, like way beyond just the comedy world. Yeah. It does feel like it's mostly comedy world people or, you know, people that have seen Tom on stuff and that right. kind of thing now. But yeah, I, w I would love that. And cause it's not really, a, it, it, there's nothing about it that, it's something that everyone knows these ba these bands for sure and yeah. you guys are just joking around they don't need to you don't need to be famous people to joke around about bands yes. you know <laughs> yeah 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 but it seems like it's a thing that could be on NPR or it could be on a podcast network or something and have a yeah. a broad audience yeah which i i definitely hope that happens you know i love doing it and it's something i could do for a long time you know because there's always people want to talk right. about <laughs> music and right yeah. right um and we've only there's only been like a few times where people got mad at us. What'd they get mad about? There's this one lady who got so mad at us online because we did an episode about Art Garfunkel and we just made fun okay. of him the whole time, <laughs> which usually we don't do. Usually we're kind of a, but I don't know. There's something about Art Garfunkel where he's just, I don't know. He's such a wimp. <laughs> That's so funny and to yeah. like, to care that much to contact oh, yeah. someone. She was tweeting at like, my handle, Tom's handle, Claire came was guest her handle and the podcast handle. So she's like, f did all this research, you know what I mean? And then they're just going off about how we're all, you know, snarky assholes and like, what have you ever done? And it's like, it, do it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, Claire Kane's really funny too. I love Claire. Yeah. She's a good friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 She's great. So you got, you started getting into clubs and stuff and you have your podcast going and what, uh, how, how has it been? Like, are you feeling like, are you feeling secure? Are you feeling like, you know yeah i mean it's a you know different uh different week different feeling you yeah, know it yeah. totally depends you know what shows you're doing that week and stuff but i feel a tra i feel like i'm trending in the right direction yeah you know 
and just trying to yeah set up more travel and that kind of stuff and what yeah so is that what you're kind of working on to try to get get out on the road more i do want to definitely get on the road more mm-hmm. and just do longer sets uh-huh. you know, all the time i put on an album at the end of last year mm-hmm. um and now i just yeah really want to build up another new hour which obviously right. is gonna take a lot while but of course i'm not one of the people especially who after it. the first hour oh my god yeah and you use everything exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah it's seven years to do the first one and then yeah that yeah. yeah that second hour is is a real challenge yeah. i think i could never be one of those people who does an hour in a year or whatever i just yeah that's what mike kaplan was is in town this weekend yeah oh is he really yeah he's nice. at uh the draft house um and so we did a remote episode i talked to him while he was in new york and then that yeah, came yeah. out that came out this week but um he was we were talking about he's like the opposite of you and me which is he just he, his brain like constantly yeah. produces jokes for sure and it's just funny the people that are like that that it just well you can tell when happens. you're talking to him too. oh <laughs> he's i know just like such a yeah he's, i know there's so yeah. much information in there and it's he's like there's grinding, it's yeah. like there's not enough time in the conversation for him to get all of the information out that's yes. in his head <laughs> that's crazy and uh yeah but like for a normal person when you use up those jokes on that on that album and then you're starting from scratch all yeah. of a sudden it just seems like overwhelming for sure yeah but so i guess you just gotta take a you know one at one step at exactly time. yeah because you don't it's not I mean, the nice thing is, is that you don't have pressure from someone else being like, OK, we're, we're doing the next album this totally. time. You know, you build it up at, at your own pace. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I did it with a special thing and they were very cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could do another one with them. Like it went well, you know, yeah. I'm putting out a vinyl of the first one, which I'm really excited about. Oh, so, cool. yeah, I'm just going to try and yeah, just try and build up again, which um, is already way slower than I would have wanted right. to be. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, a lot of people say good things about a special thing. Yeah, really, like, so great to work with. So nice. We just had uh, a DC comic who lives out in uh, L.A., Jamel Johnson. He just Oh, yeah, yeah. He just put out an uh, album with them. That's awesome. He yeah, did yeah. a short one. He did, like, He a did an EP, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's pretty cool. Do you want, do you have interest? Like, what do you, do you have, like, long-term goals? Like, do you want, do you have interest in being a writer? Do you want to be on TV? Do you want to just do stand-up? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I want oh, <laughs> everything. <Anything? laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, I'm always like doing packets and that kind of stuff. Right. And um, yeah, I'm like doing a self tape audition this week for a TV show and like just always nice. trying to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that is that just like straight acting? Uh, I mean, it's a comedy show. Okay. Um, that you know, it's a. So I feel like anything that happens, like I just have a feeling that it will be from friends getting stuff and recommending me you absolutely, know what I mean? absolutely i feel like that's what you realize is that like oh no one just submits something blind and gets it like yeah. you need to have people in your yeah corner. yeah you yeah. think yeah you think you're just not getting everything but the people who are getting it know the people who are a part uh, like of it a hundred percent of the time and I'm it's it's not just true in comedy it's true in all jobs for and, sure and it is a thing that it's not out in the open no one knows it nobody knows who knows each other totally. and why people are getting things but at you know jobs i've gotten professionally are because i knew people who were working at those places and i mean i had the qualifications yeah. to get them but you ha- it's like being a just being a random person that shows up somewhere and is like hire me to do this for sure it's so hard yeah and it's like it totally makes sense where you're obviously going to trust someone you know and it's right. going to be someone you know you want to work with you know that right. they're not an asshole yeah people yeah. can vouch for you exactly that yeah. you're not going to be a problem or like you're not going to regret bringing this person around totally yeah yeah 
I always like, I, I feel like there are certain comics who are very like, uh, they, they kind of like get in their head and they, they're in individualistic and they're like, and which is, which is natural to stand up because you, totally. you are, you are on your own. You're writing your own stuff. There's no one to tell you how to perform. There's no one to tell you what jokes to do. You do what you think is right. And that's great. But you, in order to succeed career wise, it's almost impossible to do it all on your own. A hundred percent. Yeah. You, that is like the weird contradiction of it where it's such an individual art form, but you really need people. <laughs> but yeah, but while, but you're on stage by yourself, you're responsible for yourself, but you have to like keep, you got to keep meeting people and then be with a group of people as they progress through so that everyone totally. can help each other when they get opportunities. Yeah. And you also have to be funny all the time. <laughs> you know, like right? it's like, it, you know, no one's going to give you something just because you are oh. their friend. Like you have oh, to also definitely. be good, you know? Yeah. So that's the, yeah. That's the other side of it. Yeah. That's the flip side. Then there's the people then there's the people who are good at hanging out. Of course, yeah. And put no work into doing stand-up. And just expect something to fall on your lap. Yeah, and you, yeah, and you think like, oh, well, we're friends, and of course, you know, I'll, you know, you'll want me to be with you. Yeah, and you it's see like, that in New York a lot. <laughs> people yeah. are just around a lot, and right. I think just expect something to fall on your lap. Yeah, it's tough for me because, uh, you know, as like a booker, I'm. I'm trying to put on the best shows I can put on mm -hmm. and I'm really interested in just people doing well on stage. Yeah. And you know, if somebody comes down and they have a great time and then their friend wants to come down and they're like, Hey, this is my friend. You know, if you want to, you know, and so then they refer them and that's, that gets them in the door for me to at least consider them. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing I can do for them if they can't have good sets. Yes, for sure. So you were a contributor for Onion Sports? Yes, I still do that, yeah. So how how'd you get into that? Um, that was something that a friend recommended me for, right. and I submitted a packet, and uh, they took one of my jokes and ran it from my packet, mm -hmm. <laughs> which was a great sign. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing that for a few years. Uh, I send in jokes twice a week. Um, how many jokes do you send in? So I send in 10 twice a week, so 20 jokes a week, all sports, and um, how long is a joke? They're just the headlines. Um, oh, it's a headline. So okay, it's just, just headlines. Headline. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, are, so th are they writing fake articles based off of this, or these are just fake headlines? Yeah, so for the most part, like all the ones I've sold have been, they take the headline, then they write the article. Yeah. Um, which is okay. fine. You know, it's not like, I'm not like, <laughs> oh, I need to write. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, sure. Um, and then sometimes they just do stuff where they just run a joke with a picture and they just like tweet it. And I've had right. that before too. But for the most part, it's headlines, um, which is good because it forces you to write and it, you know, puts in a certain style where you have directions and just write 20 jokes about right. sports. Right. You know, you know exactly kind of what it has to be like. Do you have a, do you have like some that you know of? Like, that um, you can say? my most recent one I got was uh, Giannis. Uh, onto to uh, he uh -huh. just had a baby, so it was Giannis to take off next three seasons with European paternity leave. <laughs> was the last one I had. Hey, that's on. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's nice. And then I would think that's that would help you get other jobs. It's always like, especially filling out a writing packet. I'm always so happy that I have that because I've applied for you know certain sports related stuff, and right. I just be like, hey, here are eight jokes from the Onion about yeah. sports that I wrote. Yeah, um, which feels like a 
asset to have you know yeah definitely and the onions like everybody loves the onion yes it's something it's everyone knows and yeah, yeah everybody it's a uh, it just has a great uh, is a great association i think everybody thinks it's funny everyone can imagine For funny sure. things i've seen on the onion and i mean still i mean it's crazy how often like if any major news story half of the replies are is this the onion <laughs> you know oh, yeah, it's just yeah, like that yeah. much in the universe. yeah that's right yeah, yeah. So you did a lot. You've done a lot of festivals, also. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Um, what do you think about festivals? Do you still like doing them? I I kind of almost exclusively have stopped ones where I have to pay to apply. Right. Just because you know you get to a certain point where now I've been doing it like eight years and it right. just feels kind of stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Like you know the, the good ones like like Sketchfest in San Francisco. I'll still apply to just because like the time I did it it was so fun. I'm like mm -hmm. I want to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. But yeah, it's it's weird because it is like I just saw a post kind of today that was kind of like don't ever apply to a comedy festival. You're wasting your money. Oh, yeah. Blah. Comics have comics have uh, kind of turned on that model yes. of the paying to submit. Which model. I, there's a, I mean, it's a good argument to have. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of bad festivals that aren't oh. worth your money oh. at all. Um, Most of them. Almost all of them. Yeah. yeah. There's probably like all three, but yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if you do one of those 10, you could do a couple of really good shows. You get to meet, meet a people. lot of good comics, yeah. have a lot of people see your set in the city. They might not have. And it probably is always better to just go to the show and do the local shows. But it's just a great way yeah. to meet people. So I, I'm definitely not. I'm not applying to that many, but right. I still think it's a good idea. Yeah, you know? it's like it's a fun atmosphere. It's fun to be there. You know, you're gonna be there. And yeah, it's like a for a certain amount of time and party get a certain for amount a weekend. Shows. Yeah, it's yeah, great. exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but the, yeah, but a lot of them, you know, are just so poorly run. For sure. And I, I run a festival, and. I just started from the very beginning, not having. Well, submission. you do it in a way better way. I don't. Do, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't there's no year. submissions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so um, yeah, there's no submissions at all because I don't feel like watching a million random. I don't have time to watch ten thousand tapes. Yeah, and you're probably getting like the worst comedians, the people six months in who are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's like there's no. Then it would be open to to anyone to send a tape, totally. and it's like. I will only at this point I would only watch someone's tape if they're referred to me by a comic that I know. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Because there's just no point to it. And then of course the taking money. I hate taking money from comics. I yeah. don't take money. I've I don't think I've ever taken money from a comic for any reason. Yeah, like it's it's gross to me. It uh, is gross, and especially there's one pet peeve I've always had about I hate festivals that don't send you a rejection email that just posts oh. the list of who got in. I don't yeah. for some reason I'm like if I paid. <laughs> to submit oh, to your yeah. festival it's the least you can fucking do that yeah, i'm not scanning through a list of names you that's know? a fair point the indignity of <laughs> scanning through a list of names and you know the uh, the only two festivals i ever did i start i like started doing festivals and then then by the next year i was producing so many shows yeah that it was like i did i'm like well i, I just don't have time to do it this year and then the next year it was like i, I I'm I'm done yeah. going to those things. Like, well also, you're gonna meet so many people just because anytime someone comes through DC, they're gonna right. come out. You know, so well, in the, the 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 two festivals that I got on, I knew the people that ran them mm -hmm. because I met them from co them coming through DC. Yeah. So they yeah. came through here, and I met them here, and then I I knew they had a festival. They told me to come down do the festival, and so I never even had the experience of 
apply of paying for yeah, and, yeah. and, and uh, applying to something that I didn't know. And then, of course, they put me on great shows yeah. because they knew me personally. So then I got to have the, those were really good experiences. For sure. Well, one of them was a really good experience. The <laughs> other one was just a small festival that just didn't have a lot of like real experienced comics on it. So, mm. you know, it was, and and also like, you know, these shows are like packed out here during the week. Yeah. And that's what I'm used to. I'm used to a Wednesday night. There's 80 people yeah. watching you. So then it's like I fly to another state and I'm performing in front Spend of 15 money. people. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck am I doing here? For like sure. these comics are worse than the comics in D.C. And there's like less than a quarter of the people that would be watching me if I was just at my own You're show. Literally a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> but the other but the other one I did was cool. And I got to like perform in a theater, perform in Nick Swartzen and stuff. And yeah. Then, yeah. And like that kind of stuff. You're like, OK, now that's worth it. For like, sure. Like Limestone Fest in Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. I, I would recommend anyone to find it. Yeah. I think that one rules. Everybody. And everybody loves that festival. It's so fun. It's like just a great weekend. All the shows are packed. They're all good. Right. They let Tom and I do our podcast in, in a theater, which was fucking crazy, which wow, like would not have happened without. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, the theater where they have the headliners there. So it was like really cool. And I was Were like, you able to get a headliner to be on the podcast? No, we didn't even have anyone wow. like that nickname. We f- like filled it up, and it was just like this could only happen right. at a festival. Like, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. way that a regular weekend, if we just were like, "Hey, we're doing a theater," everyone like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, you know? definitely. Like, yeah, like we did a little tour of different Midwest cities, and we got people to come out, but I can't picture a fucking. Have you guys? How long ago was that? That was we built a little Midwest tour around Thanksgiving. We did like Cincinnati, Chicago, uh, Indiana. You know, we were just kind of going around. Do you think you would, people. you would do it again? I would love to. Yeah, we're going to we're doing our show at a festival in Idaho in March, actually, um, which would be cool. It's like a music and comedy festival. Yeah, that's another cool thing. If you start your own show or podcast is that you can tour it around and you can take it to festivals. Totally. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to get to go to festivals where I didn't apply to. And just right, like <laughs> it takes you, it yeah. takes you out of that world. It takes yeah. you out of just being an anonymous comic in a pool of thousands. Exactly. Yeah. Because the pool of people who have their own live shows and especially a podcast or live show with some type of following. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's not, there's only so many of those. Yeah. And it's like so much better. We're doing another festival in October too. And it's just like, Oh, we get to like pick people and like give them a fun show. You know what right. I mean? It's like just nice to be on the other side of it. <laughs> as yeah, opposed definitely. To, yeah. Well, do you have anything else that you're uh, thinking about doing? In March, um, Chris Gather does this comedy access show. Oh yeah. Called Chris Gather presents. Where he yeah. S- gives different comedians like an hour of TV and I'm doing that in March. I'm really excited for that. So how does that work? work so he basically just you know he has people and you kind of have an hour to do whatever you want uh and they provide you know full crew and they put it on public access but then the real thing is they put it on youtube where right. <laughs> you know yeah, that's like kind of the whole reason you're doing yeah, it so. yeah but it, it's really cool i've been you know i've acted in like i've been in like five of them um just different friends doing it and it's just a really cool experience just to you know, put on a TV show where there's, you know, probably 15 or 20 people working yeah. to make it happen. So what are, do you know what you're going to do with it? Yeah, I'm doing like a, like a fake Jerry Lewis style telethon. Oh, um, okay. For a fake charity called Tommy's Kids. Okay. Um, but <laughs> the whole thing is going to kind of fall apart in the middle. And, nice. Um, but yeah, they're, they've all been so fun. And it's like a thing where people in Brooklyn have come up to me at shows, be like, oh, I saw you in this one. And oh, like, wow. So it does have a little following. It's cool to. So it's basically. Like 
it's it's like an experimental hour where yes you, where so they're all totally different where a comic just whatever idea they have yeah the last one i did i was in one this week where it was just a fake uh soap opera uh mary Houlihan has written two full hour long episodes of the soap opera yeah uh, that doesn't exist and it d- you know martin urbano has done like a stand-up master class yeah uh, which is him <laughs> teaching a bunch of young comics to make pedophile jokes basically yeah, you know, yeah, as yeah. And, uh, but yeah it's, and anthony devito's done one like it's, he's just it's just kind of chris like picking people he likes i mean like hey what would you do if you had an hour of tv uh kind of yeah thing. it's really it, the stuff that that chris gethard does is really cool it's so cool because it's very selfless he's just like hey i have a following these people if i put my name on this and i introduce it that's all you know he comes up with yeah. the top and introduces it. he's like then you'll you'll get more people to watch it than if you had just done it yourself probably and and you probably wouldn't even do it a hundred percent. You know, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. do it. Like no. he, he's like, he's not only like giving you the platform, but he's like spurring you yeah. to do it in the first place. Totally. Which is, uh, I mean, that's an awesome thing yeah. to, 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 cause creativity to happen a hundred percent yeah and for people who like give you a date that you need to have an hour of tv but yeah like that doesn't even happen for people that are doing like that are blowing up yeah they're not getting the chance to just make whatever they want like it takes you have to be so far along and have so much heat for someone to say do whatever you want to get the carte blanche Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah totally and then plus on top of that and when you're in that situation, then you have so much pressure to keep it going. Like you have to succeed with yeah. what you're doing. Whereas this is like, it's kind of understood that this is experimental. Like just do whatever you think is funny. And the an audience hour. understands it's yeah. experimental and totally. it's like, take it or leave it. You know, it's like, check it out if you want to. Like, yeah, this is on YouTube. You didn't pay anything for it. Like, yeah. Some of them are like truly insane. And <laughs> some of them are, you know, but it's just like, what, what is your sense of humor? And when are you doing that? March 25th is my episode. So it'll be out on YouTube that week. Uh, oh like really? The, that, yeah. That they put fast. it out two days later. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. So people can check that out. Yeah, I'll be tweeting a lot about it. It's so. called yeah, Chris yeah. Gethard. Chris Gethard presents his name. Is okay, yeah. awesome, man. Well, man, I think things are going good for you. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to seeing the thing. Thank you for being here, dude. It's my pleasure. It's great talking to you. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. <laughs>